I'm a giant when I stand Ballin' like the Jets, start in Jersey like the Nets To New York like the Mets, yeah I win like the Yanks Like the past, spell a check, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah On myself, yeah I bet, yeah I put blood to the switch, yeah From the East to the West, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah This podcast is sponsored by JB Sports and Memorabilia. We love cards and so do they. It just works. Now let's get this show started. What's up, guys? It's back. The roundtable is back. We got me, Patriots, Julian Jets, Jeremy with the division champion Bills, and Dylan, who could not be here tonight for the Dolphins, but we'll fill his uh, what he needs to say. We'll fill it in in the show. Dylan, we miss Absolutely. you. Uh, we'll see you soon. But – First thing I'm going to start off is I give credit where credit's due. For the first time since 2008, and it makes my skin crawl to say this, the Patriots didn't win, not even come close to winning the division. So, Jeremy, yeah, clapping off. The, uh, Jeremy, congratulations on winning the division. That t- I said before we recorded and before Julian got in here is that that team of yours is a juggernaut. You guys, mm. the only weakness I think is your run defense, and I think it can be cleaned up. But mm. I think this team is just different, and they're built to last for a long time. So congratulations, enjoy it, and we're going to see what happens in the playoffs. Thank yeah, you. Thank I tip you. my hat also. Yeah, I mean, it was a hell of a season, obviously led by this man, Josh Allen. Uh, <laughs> That's a cool um, little having, puzzle, pop. Having an MVP-type <laughs> season. Uh, for Bills fans, I mean, this is incredibly surreal. Um, I was telling Bobby this at the beginning of the podcast, you know, uh, I'm 27, turning 28 in a few weeks. And, you know, this is the the third best season, the, the, by far the best season we've had. And, and the third season we've been to the playoffs in the last 23 years, uh, you know. So it, it's, it's funny because we went 13 and three, but every week we're going in, at least for me, and I know a lot of my other friends who are Bills fans feel this way as well, as we go in every week expecting the Bills to revert back to this, like, oh, it's the Bills. From the past right. yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's like we haven't even recognized how great this team is because we refuse to admit that what we're seeing is actually real i mean it's it's unbelievable to go six and oh in the division to go 13 and three overall uh have some of the best seasons uh since before i was born and break records for uh you know single season touchdown and passing records and completion percentages by josh allen is is unbelievable and something i never thought i'd see but man it's great to be uh to be the division champions and and honestly, man, it's more, I, you know, I hate to rub it in, Bobby, but it's great <laughs> to not have the Patriots win it, man. It is, it is so nice. It is very, very nice. Uh, it, it, I'll tell you this. It was a tough pill to swallow, and I definitely had to eat a piece of humble pie, I'll tell you this, this year. But, you know, I'm excited for the future. The Patriots this year picked 15th. I haven't seen the top 15th pick in God knows how long since the last time. But I'm excited for the future. Um free agency i'm really excited for hopefully bill you know uh decides to spend this time but i'm you know what i give credit where credit's due the bills are scary you guys just literally you could score 30 points like it's nothing Mm -hmm. and the only team i could see that does it that easily are the chiefs and you know i'm I'm saying this a bit early but i I think the bills are afc championship game bound in my opinion i really do i don't think there's anybody stopping them before then 
Right. I mean, it's important to note that, you know, Josh Allen, even though this is the third time the Bills have been in the playoffs in the past four years, which again is something that I'd never thought I'd say. Josh Allen is, this is only Josh Allen's second season in the playoffs yep. uh, and he's yet to win a game. Um, I mean, this is a great season for Josh Allen, an amazing MVP caliber type season, but you know, there is definitely that, that a little bit of anxiety that comes over you as to like, how are the bills going to react in their first playoff game? How are these players who have yet to accomplish a playoff win going to play as now, not only in the playoffs, but as the favorites in the playoffs. And uh, we'll be really interested to see what happens. And uh, I'm knocking on wood that we, we get to uh, the AFC championship, at least where uh, Bobby predicts us. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's going to be a fun one. Wildcard weekend is going to be crazy, a different format. But you know what? Let's, let's get this started. So between the three of us and Julian, since um, Dylan texted you what yeah. he wanted to say, you could go for him. Uh, you know okay. what? I think we should start off with the champions. So, Jeremy, you're going to start off. I want you to tell us how you felt this, you know, how we've been doing it last time, what this season, how it's been. You guys are in the playoffs. And obviously, Julian and I are not. So, uh, you know, the, over here. Yep. The floor is yours. Explain how this season <sighs> went, what you saw, and what you see going forward. So, yeah, I mean, I've used this word already a few times. This season has been 100% surreal. And it, it's honestly, it's been a very interesting season because if you had told me that the Bills were to go 13-3 and three before the season, I would have said, okay, it's not outside of the realm of possibility. Now, if you were to tell me the Bills were going to go 13-3 and three on the backs of Josh Allen and their passing offense, while their defense was not great, I would have said there's no way in, in God's green earth that that was ever going to happen. Right. Uh, the Bills ended up starting this year – with their characteristically very strong defense being uncharacteristically bad, especially as, as Bobby had mentioned in their run defense. And it was Josh Allen and, and the passing game, which had been dormant his first two years, that had really that really carried the team to victory in the first quarter of the season. Um, you saw in the second quarter of the season, their Bills, unfortunately, like many other teams, got hit with some COVID rescheduling issues, and they did lose to uh, two of the better teams in the AFC, in, in the Titans and the Chiefs. But you really saw this maturation from Josh Allen in, in, in completion percentage, in, in pocket presence, and in, in recognizing opposing defenses. And slowly but surely, you saw our defense get back together and, and honestly play its best and look like it did the past two seasons, the last quarter of the season. So now, as, as, as you, many people have mentioned, the Bills are hitting on all cylinders going into the postseason. Um, they've been you know, able to score at will. Their defense looks as good as it was at the end of last year. And it's a really scary thing. But, you know, again, I don't think many Bills fans went into this season expecting that they were going to make the playoffs in the back of Josh Allen and their passing offense. They expected growth. They didn't expect MVP-type level growth. And, and to get that is, like I said, surreal. And it's unbelievable. And uh, as a Bills fan, I can't just help but, but smile and, and watch and, and be excited for the future of this franchise. Look, I got to tip my hat to you. I really do. And me and Bobby owns up to this in the podcast. And I'm going to own up to it now before we move going forward. So I was completely wrong with the Darnell-Allen debate, like way off base. Allen obviously destroys Sam Darnold at this point, and it's not even a competition. So I'm going to admit my defeat with that one. It's very clear. And Allen is a top three MVP candidate most likely. That's probably the worst you could say. Probably third worst case. Mahomes slowed down. I, I would give it to Rodgers, but Allen's right there. Even Derek Henry will probably be more closer to offensive player of the year, but he's yeah. had a great season also, obviously. But, no, Allen did a great job. The Bills are a threat. They're dangerous. They score points in bunches. 
like Bobby said, the only real weakness is the run defense. And I do agree with the stuff you said about the playoffs, because that's still the last hurdle for Allen to clear is to just doing the playoffs now, because he proves he could be accurate now. The 67% was really surprising to me. Obviously, Stefan Diggs had an historic season, the best of his career. That was a home run for you guys. I really wanted the Jets to pull the trigger on Diggs, and I'm really upset we didn't, obviously. Look how well it worked out for you. It wouldn't have been the same for us, obviously, but it would have helped. But regardless, he's with you guys. He looks fantastic. The only problem is also I'm really surprised how bad the run game has been for you guys because I thought that was going to be a strength. That's the only problem if they could shut down the run and make him throw it a lot maybe, although he's been doing great with that. In the postseason, the big throws, that's what we still have to see. But me and Bobby have talked about the Colts-Bills game. We both think that you're going to win that one, obviously. But I think the Colts can definitely hang within the number. The number is around six. I could see them covering like you guys win by like three to like four or something maybe. I think the Colts are legitimate and they'll be a good test out of the gate. Right. Um, So, I, I, you know, in terms of the actual game and the spread, I actually – do you think the bills will cover um, one thing that's that, you know, is flew a little bit under the radar uh, is that this is going to be the first game that bills mafia will be allowed back in the stadium. Right. Um, on, obviously on a very limited amount and with very strict COVID tests. In fact, they have to pay uh, the bills to get their, their, their COVID tests through them. And oh, wow. beforehand I didn't um, know that. in the game. Yeah. Um, and so There'll be about 6,700 fans, but as as many people have come to find out, Bills Mafia is a very vo- vocal and boisterous group. Um, yeah. We'll make our presence felt. Um, so I definitely think that being able to host our own our first playoff game in over two decades, along with the fans being in the stadium, you combine that with an old Philip Rivers playing outside of his dome in the winter in Western Buffalo or in Western New York and Buffalo. I do think the Bills come out there inspired. I do think that the defense will, you know, the Colts defense will keep it close. It won't be a blowout, but I can definitely see a 30 to 20, 34 to 20 type of victory for the Bills. And, and, uh, you know, we'll move on to the, the next round. I think the one thing to look for is Jonathan Taylor setting the pace, running the ball, because he's been running really well. And the Bills defense has struggled against the run. But other than that, I'll tip it to Bobby. Now what you got, brother? Thank you, brother. So I'm going to agree with you 100%. I, like I said before the show, I'm going to apologize about Josh Allen. I think this guy took strides, worked hard with Jordan Palmer, as you said, and it's showing. You know, he changed his mechanics. I saw on Monday Night Football when they destroyed the Patriots in Foxborough a few weeks ago. Uh, he worked on his mechanics. I don't see him overthrow receivers by 30 yards anymore made a lot of strides. And when he plays well, the Bills win, and look what happened, division champions. With this game, I'm going to tell you this. With the Bills, like I said, the we- the true weakness of this team is the run defense. Other than that, the passing defense is there. Jordan uh, Poyer, uh, Micah Hyde, Tredavious White, even uh, Josh Norman, and what is it, Wallace is the other guy? Is that yeah, Levi name? Wallace. Yeah, that secondary is feisty, ferocious, and Tredavious White, you, people don't talk about just how good that guy really is. When he's out of the lineup, it's different. He, when he's in there, he's, he's breaking up passes. He jams you at the line of scrimmage. He does a lot of things great. I'm going to tell you this with this game, with the um, Colts. The one thing with them is they're going to run the football because the game plan for them is not let Phillip Rivers turn the ball over. That's the game plan. Because when Phillip Rivers turns the ball over – He's when he's turning all he's bad. And we Julian and I said this a few weeks ago, uh, excuse me, a few days ago. 
is that when Phillip Rivers is on, he's on. We've seen what he could do. He could drop 400 yards and four touchdowns like it's nothing. But when he's bad and he's throwing interceptions, it's consistently bad. So the game plan with this is you're not going to let um, Phillip Rivers pass all over the place. you got to let Jonathan Taylor, who's been on a tear at the end of the year, get Naheem Hines, short immediate passes out of the backfield. The checkdowns are going to be key this game because, in my opinion, other than T.Y. Hilton, I don't see any other receiver on that team being able to beat one-on-one coverage. I just don't. That's a good point. I, I just don't see it. And that's a problem. And another thing is the Bills' pass rush is underrated. I do like Olivier Vernon. Need to see a little bit more from him. But I'm going to tell you this. The Colts' offensive line is one of the best in football, but they're going to be tested tremendously in this game. And I think that Josh Allen – listen, you said it yourself, Jeremy, before we started – is the playoffs. He's never won a playoff game. He struggled. What better way going to Buffalo, division champions, everyone's knocking you. Oh, you, yeah, Josh Allen won the division. Yeah, he's having a good year. Yeah, but he can't win in the playoffs. Nah. I think th- this guy, and if you saw him on at practice today, them dancing at practice, and he's dancing and all that, which, by the way, the one thing, he's a great football player. His dancing skills suck. I hate to say it, but he's uh, – Hey, I'd rather that than the other way absolutely, around. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was just going to say that. But um, he really – you know what? Just seeing them loose. And the thing is with the Bills, I said this a few weeks ago. Yeah, you know what? They're cocky. They're, they got swagger, this team. Everybody enjoys being there. Stefan Diggs changed his team for the better. The Colts' defense was ranked number two in the league. But, listen, that secondary is going to have trouble containing him. I think the key in this game for me is Cole Beasley, third down. Third down, uh, over the middle, towards the sideline. Cole Beasley does makes things look easy. Still bothers me. He chose the Bills over the Patriots in free agency two years ago. But uh, he he really fits in well for you guys. Also, you know who I'm excited for is John Brown. I like, He came back. He gives you guys that spark. Uh, the one thing, Jeremy, I'm going to ask you this, is what's up with the the running game? You guys are so are, in my opinion, you're one-dimensional, but you're so good being one-dimensional too. Like you got – it's always bad to be one-dimensional in the NFL, but with the Bills, it's fine. You're sure. fine with it. Yeah, it's really um, interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, just to clear a few things up first, with Cole Beasley, he's actually questionable for the game. So is Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs is going oh, to wow. play. Cole Beasley missed last the last week of the regular season. Right. Got hurt, I believe, in the Patriots game. Uh, in, in, they haven't announced what it is. McDermott's very close to the vest with that. It seems as if it may have been some meniscus thing. I would probably put his percentage of playing at about 60-40, yes. Okay. Um, in terms of the Col- the Colts secondary, they announced today that their starting cornerback, Rocky Sin, is going to be out for the game. So that should help for the Bills, mm-hmm. um, especially with the secondary. And then also just with the run defense very quickly, a lot of that struggle came out early in the season, and that's when both of our starting linebackers were injured. Uh, Tremaine Evans with a shoulder, Matt Milano with a torn pec. Right. Uh, both haven't even played over 80% of the snaps together up until last two weeks of the season and they haven't allowed a hundred yard rusher in six weeks and actually helped Derek Henry to his lowest outage of the season in any game. Um, with regards to the run game, it's a lack of speed. Both of our running backs ran over four, six forties. Um, they're both known for their contact balance They're it, you know, with Zach Moss, it's his strength. Um, and, and with, with Singletary, it's his elusiveness, but they can't run outside zone because they can't get to the corner. They can't get to the edge quick enough. They just don't have the track speed. And it's not necessarily – it's important to remember, the Bills don't have a good run game. His name's Josh Allen. I mean, the Bills, he has uh, yeah, over 500 right. yards rushing. He's got five touchdowns. 
you know, when the pocket breaks down, he's one of the best scramblers in the league. And I think being able to have a mobile quarterback who who's who's able to do that, and it will it will keep defenses you know honest with regards to the run. Have a spy, even if our starting running backs themselves aren't being able to have a good game or aren't even really a threat. And, and so you know it, the lack of a running game is definitely a thing of concern. Buffalo people have been talking about it all season, and uh, I'm, I'm sure it will be addressed. But you know it's not as dire as people think because Josh Allen is such an effective runner. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100%. And that's a that's a dynamic to his game that's always made him lethal. Even when he started, the one mm-hmm. thing he did is he killed he killed it with his legs. I remember going Julian and I last year, we went to Jets Bills and I told him oh, I'm like man. you guys be, you guys better let him, <laughs> keep him in that pocket cuz if you didn't. don't, he's going to run <laughs> wild. And he ran wild that game. That's why we ended up losing, honestly. Yeah. We had yeah. the game under control, and that was the only thing that kept you guys in it. And then CJ Mosley and all that. But that's besides the point. Allen running is a big problem, even before he was an established passer. Now he can throw the ball makes the run even more dangerous because you have to honor it more. You can't just contain because he'll burn you with his arm now. Before, that wasn't the case. So, like you said, that's going to be a very big factor. And the Colts are going to be have to worry about that as well. But in the playoffs, running the ball is very important. Yes. That's when it becomes mm-hmm. very important. Even You're going to need a little more than just Allen to run the ball. And then you know that too. And you'll get some contributions here and there. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think it's a very good matchup. I think Rivers ultimately is going to be the Colts' downfall, like we've kind of been saying all year. Like we could definitely see a strip sack or a turnover, like a defensive touchdown. Like it almost seems like it's inevitable, especially with the bad weather pending. And we know he's not great outside. His playoff failures are pretty long. So it's not really out of the sight of possibilities to see that happen again. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And, and again, you know, I don't think anyone's questioning that Philip Rivers' arm has deteriorated a bit. And, you know, he had the luxury of playing in a dome all season. He'll be, again, yep. outdoors in the elements in, in Western New York in the winter. So it'll be a really great game. Uh, if you really love old-fashioned mouth-to-mouth football, uh, I think you're going to really like this game. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully see a Bills victory. We will see what happens. We yeah. will see what happens. Well, but. so, all right, guys. So, do we want to go through our teams a little bit? Do you want me to see what Dylan had to say? What yeah, you, you know what? To- because because the, Jeremy went through the Bills, gave us a great rundown of the season. Great job, Jeremy, as always. You know what? Go through uh, what Dylan said, and then we'll move okay. on. Okay. So, obviously, I've really – it would have been great to see Dylan and Jeremy in here, especially after what happened, and you guys basically oh, yeah. just kicked the hey, – so- We tried, man. Matt Barkley <laughs> was just too good, you know? No, you guys just ran it up too much in the first half. It was over. I mean, the Dolphins just didn't have it. Like, they weren't ready, unfortunately. But, look, to their defense, and Dylan's going to say the same thing, they outperformed this expectations before the season. They were 10-6. and six. It sucks that they make the playoffs, but I would say it was a big success for them. He's also said Tua is QB1. He still believes in him. It was his first season, and he had a broken hip, and he thinks that they had some weapons. So prove the doubters wrong next year. I'm pretty sure he thinks drafting the quarterback at three is lunacy. Mm-hmm. So that's a few things he had to say. So, so the one thing I will say this is uh, with Tua, I mean, listen, he was thrown to the fire. He came off a hip injury. But what we saw, and listen, with the weapons, they were – in and out, Devontae Parker, in and out, Grant, in and out, Gaskin, in and out. But the one thing 
with Tua is you can't question his toughness, but I'm just going to say this, you know, I'm going to, I might sound premature. Uh, I'm going to give it next year. I I just don't see it. I I think, you know what, his first game, he passed for 94 yards, had a touchdown, got a win. But the one thing with him is he's very inconsistent. I know it's, I know he's young. It's his first year. I understand. I get it, but I'll be honest with you. I love Dylan to death, but with the Dolphins, I, I just don't see it right now. I think that they do need to add a few weapons on offense and Tua needs to be better. And you know what? He will be better. But right now I need to be proven like with Josh Allen, like what I said with Josh Allen, I need to be proven wrong. Josh Allen definitely proved me wrong, but Josh Allen's upside, I think was a lot better than what Tua is in Mm -hmm. my opinion. But with the Dolphins, I'm going to tell you this, that that defense is ferocious. It's the Patriots defense of 2018 because of Brian Flores. And it's the culture change. And I always talk about culture change. And Brian Flores changed the culture down there. He made them a winning team. They missed the playoffs, but they're going to be there. Players love him. Um, I think that secondary is tremendous. Xavier Howard had nine interceptions this year. Unbelievable. Uh, Byron Jones, I think they spent way too much money on him, but he played very well. Uh, The team needs, in my opinion, a, a few more. Another linebacker, Kyle Van Noy, who I miss on the Patriots. Uh, has been a godsend for them. All he does is make plays, and he's underrated. Uh, with the Dolphins, too, I I do like their pass rush. I like that guy Godshot, whatever his name is, uh, in the middle of the defensive line. They need to add a little bit more playmakers on the defensive line, but I like it. But with offense, um, Gaskin was a find for them. I, where'd they get him? Out of the uh, going to grocery Publix down in Miami? <laughs> yeah. And just say, hey, you want to play? And he turned seventh down. round out of Washington, man. Out of what? Yeah, that <laughs> was that was really good for them. And you made some great points. And I'm on the fence about Tua. I'm not. I'm not one way or the other, really. I'm kind of in the middle. I'm not going to say he's a bust by any means, but I'm not wowed by him either. Yeah, it actually reminds me of um, Mark Sanchez a little bit in the beginning, like how they used to play it, like conservatively, kind of, and not like make him make the mistake. And like when the Jets were good, like the Dolphins could win with Tua playing like that. They proved it this year. They fix a few things. They can definitely improve a little bit. Very promising year for them, especially considering where they came from. But I'm not going to say that Sanchez was better than Tua. That's not what I'm saying by this. I'm just saying, like, the way they kind of managed it was, like, a little bit similar in some situations. Like, they would run the ball a lot. They wouldn't make make the mistake. Like, they would play conservative. They have leads. Like, things like that, you know? Right. Well, and, and I'll say this, man. I think I have a way more optimistic view of the Dolphins than you two. I mean, to me, their biggest issue was, one, their offensive scheme with Chan Gailey, who just resigned. And as mm-hmm. someone, the, the Chan Gailey was the offensive coordinator and even the for coach too, actually. for a long time. And he's very conservative by nature. But two, and I think their biggest issue is their weapons aren't good. I mean, look, mm-hmm. Devontae Parker had one great year. The rest of his year, the rest of his career, people were talking about him as a bust. Yeah. Once Preston Williams got hurt, who, by the way, was an undrafted free agent, who was their second wide receiver? And Mike Isicki has a lot of upside, but he's not consistent at all. Agreed. Miles Gaskin is a fine running back, but again, he was a seventh-round pick for a reason. I, you know, I look at this team and I say they got they had all of these, you know, you know, cut-rate skill position players, and they still won ten games. They had this terrible offensive scheme, and they still won 10 games. Mm-hmm. Imagine if they start doing what, and I think what they'll do, what the Bills did with Josh Allen, and they start surrounding them him with playmakers. I think they take those picks. I think they draft offensive skill player after offensive skill possession player. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. to see a Travis Etienne or a Najee Harris drafted by the Dolphins. I or agree. Or a Bottle or another speedy wide receiver drafted by the Dolphins. 
You add more weapons in there. You give two of the type of playmakers that he had at Alabama, which arguably were better at Alabama than they had were on the were on the Dolphins last year. Yeah, that's crazy. That's how you really evaluate the guy. And and to me, I look at this team and I go, wow! In spite of all of that, they won ten games and were almost going to make the playoffs. I'm I'm pretty impressed and honestly a little bit terrified of what <laughs> what potentially happened down the line yeah i i think you made some great points i i think they could really turn it around like i could see them being 11 wins dare i say 12 wins but if that happens that would really be a problem because you guys are going to be a force new england's going to get better and you guys made some good questions about uh made some good points about the draft and he also asked what he thinks they would do with their third and 18th pick. You guys kind of said it. So I'm going to say what I think they would do with the third pick. I think mm-hmm. they'll take Sewell from Oregon. I okay. think the Jets, I want them to move on from Sam Darnold. I'll put that on record now. Bobby knows I've just about had it at uh-huh. this point. I want to go with Justin Fields, I think. If we take Zach Wilson, I won't be mad either. But so if the Jets do that, that leaves Sewell on the board for the Dolphins, who desperately need to help that line, which is really big along with the weapons, <laughs> because the line was a train wreck. That's another That's thing. That's true. I so, agree with you on that. There is a lot of room for growth for Tua. There was a lot of things that weren't great around him. Maybe we were asking too much because of where he was drafted, despite the lack of talent around him. But it's also tough because Justin Herbert looks so good, but the Chargers obviously had a much better setup. Joe Burrow looked amazing, but he was a consensus top pick. But yeah, I think they'll go with Swell. And then the 18th pick, I would say, definitely a skill position player, like you guys said, running back a wide receiver for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you this. You know what? In terms of Tua, listen, I don't see it right now, but they need to add a lot more. And, Jeremy, you said it perfectly. At Alabama, he had every weapon at his disposal. I mean, he had the speed of rugs. He had Jerry Judy, who runs routes better than anybody I've ever seen. Right. Uh, Devontae Smith is a freshman. Devontae right. Smith, Waddle. Oh, oh, it's you name it. OJ Al- Howard. Josh Jacobs. Oh my, it's crazy. And right. listen, I will agree with you. Their offensive skill players need to be better and they will be better. And with their, their draft capital that they have, I think they're in a great position. I really do. At mm-hmm. three, I'm going to tell you this wouldn't surprise me at all. If so, well, I think that's a smart pick for them. Cause they, they, when they lost Tunsil, they need someone to replace them. What better way to get the best lineman in the draft. And then they have another pick and they could get a receiver with me. I think they're going to go lineman of two, and then they're at three, and then they're going to pick a receiver. And I think that they're going to get Jalen Waddle. That's what I think. I think Waddle will get there. And I think Devontae Smith goes top. I could see somebody picking him up before. Of course, he's going to go before Waddle but, um, and Jamar Chase. But Rugs went before Judy, man. I mean, I, I still don't understand. I, yeah, I think it was the speed was aspect. Speed, speed, man. The Raiders all about that yeah. speed. That's Real what quick. always been about. Exactly. Real quick, that Jeremy. They were back. Yeah. <laughs> and Julian, both of you, which one, who's faster? Is it Devontae Smith or Waddle? A Waddle by, by a lot. Oh, Waddle's a speed yeah. guy? Gonna run like a 4-5, dude. Waddle's going to run like a 4-4-0, maybe lower. Yeah. Okay, because th- looking at the Patriots, I really want them to get a receiver, and I think they do. I think Belichick understands that and does draft a receiver. I feel it. So no, I think so Kyle too. Pitts, it's time but, for you guys. Uh, first off, at fifteen, if Kyle Pitts is still there and he doesn't pick him, I'm gonna. Bro- I might break. I might. He's not gonna him. last, brother. I mean, I've seen him go top five in box, which is kind of wild yeah, because to me, you but... need to draft a third tight end in the top three rounds over the past two years. 
uh i mean it's crazy, uh but pitts is a freak he's gonna be great that, 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 i was him. talking to my dad today and he's just like i told him i said dad what's wrong with evan ingram he he was bad oh he was back <laughs> And my dad catches the ball, goes off his hands. And my dad, my dad goes, "What's that?" He goes, "That guy Pitts." He goes, "I wish the Giants would get him." I'm like, "You know what? That's not out of the realm of possibilities." So. Well, eleven, maybe if he's still there. I mean, why not? I mean, that would be a great and, skill position. And player. I think, I think, I know the Giants have nothing to do with this, but the Giants, if they get Kyle Pitts, I think Daniel Jones and him could be really scary together. I do absolutely, but. But well, I'll say this just to wrap up the Dolphins real quick. I wouldn't be surprised. In fact, I'm probably over like 75% certain that the Dolphins are going to trade out of three. I think, okay, it's think? I think it's way too valuable a pick for, for a team, especially like a team like the Niners or uh, the Panthers, teams that are just outside right. of that, that realm of getting the quarterback. Usually right. getting up. The Dolphins have every reason to accumulate more capital, continue this rebuild. But I definitely think they move down, get skill position players, like I said. And I'll just say this. I don't know what the hell happened at the end of that season, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, man, may be the first and only ever relief quarterback like that you can put in as like a closer because <laughs> what, what he did at the He's end amazing. of that season, man was unbelievable. <laughs> that Raiders unbelievable. play, man. He wasn't even looking. He throws that Hail Mary. I mean, Fitz is a treasure, man. I mean, you know, I love I loved him the little bit we had, although we came up short against you. It was and the Bills had him too. Deal. Yeah, he nope, we all had him except you. Actually, well, watch, be- watch him come to us now. Watch. It's actually really funny. Dylan brought that up to you. He's like, What three quarterbacks are you targeting next year? And he put Fitz in parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny how that goes full circle. But I guess I might as well ask. So if Fitz is a realistic option for you, maybe have him compete for the job. What other guys do you want? I know Watson's obviously. Obviously, you're really hot for Watson well, right now. Well, I'll tell traded. you. Now, let me ask you this: Do you want me to go into the Patriot season, and you guys, yeah, and you guys want to go? Yeah. Good, go uh, yeah. All right. Go so, all right. So, I'm just going to tell you this. Yeah, you guys are ready for good laughs. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to sum up the Patriot season for you one time. It was a bad vibe. Yeah. Um, in the yeah. beginning, can't listen. We but when we started this roundtable, how excited was I for Cam Newton? How we excited? We I'm just going to tell you this right now. Get his ass out the door. I'm done with him. Um, I, yeah. I listen. I yeah, get it. Mean, I get it. This season, listen. The Patriots' offensive scheme is the hardest in the NFL, and it bo- to me as a Patriots fan, it bothers me because great players have come in and they say they can't, they don't understand it, and that bothers me. But you know what? That scheme helped win six championships. This season, I'm just going to tell you the eight opt out showed the defense declined. Mm-hmm. Um. The offense was just not there. And Bill Belichick, I've said this a thousand goddamn times. I don't know what you're doing. Last year, the receiving, uh, the receivers in this draft was richer than any other. And you decide not to attack, and it bothers the hell out of me. The Patriots' offensive skill weapons, minus Jacoby Myers, which, by the way, Jacoby Myers, for me, I bashed the hell out of him last year because I didn't think he was that good. I'm going to eat my words because that kid can run routes. I got like pretty Myers. good hands. And by the way, he throws a pretty nice ball too. put him at quarterback. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to tell you this. Listen, losing Julian Edelman this year. Julian Edelman uh, is 34 years old. He's got bad knees. Who knows what's going to happen at the end of this year? I'm hearing th- re- down here that Tampa wants to get him and all that. I'm tired. Stop it. Just I don't want to hear that and all that. But Here's the thing with the Patriots season. It sucked. It absolutely sucked. It was a tough pill to swallow. Being two and five was disgusting. Just watching this team be so inconsistent. And Cam Newton, just you can't throw touchdown passes. What's the problem? And the thing with Cam, the Patriots offense, 
And I tell everybody this, the Patriots offense is built to get the ball out of your hands quickly, not stand there for six seconds. Even though the Patriots offensive line, in my opinion, guys, was pretty good this year. It was actually very good. And I love how Bill Belichick, and listen, Bill Belichick has been really bashed all over Patriots Twitter, uh, including myself for the way he drafts. Uh, I think this guy, Kyle Duggar, he picked up as a find out of uh, uh, something Ryan, I forgot what, Lee Hoare Ryan. Yeah, he really looks good, really fast, quick, cover tight ends. Um, I think Michael Uwanu out of uh, Michigan, our offensive uh, lineman, has been a stud. He doesn't let anybody through. He's perfect. Every time he comes in, I think he lets up in the entire season because he played all 16 games. He's let up like five or six pressures. That's crazy. So um, the one thing with the Patriots that I was really disgusted with is our linebacking core was non-existent. Dante Hightower opting out. It all went downhill from there. Dante Hightower, it's been proven. The Patriots' defense without Dante Hightower does not work. He is the anchor that makes it all run on that defense. Patriots have absolutely zero pass rush, even though I do like Chase Winovich and Josh Uche, who are going to be very good. Patriots literally against the Bills, and you were watching that game. He was standing in that pocket Literally for 10 seconds, he could have sat down on a lounge chair, put a cigar, and just threw it up there. He had so much time. Pissed me off, even though I knew we were out. Um, It's just, it bothers me. You know what? I've been a spoiled Patriots fan for 20 years. I've been, I'm always used to, oh, we're going to the playoffs and all that. But (laughs) no Brady this year. It's changed. The Patriots offense, literally the tight end position's non-existent. The receiving core, Nikhil Harry, is so inconsistent. I need to see Next year, if he doesn't pick it up, it's bust material for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give him one more chance. But the thing is, is that I just – they need to get more skill players. And the Patriots now this year are in a position they haven't been in a while. They are the – they have the fourth most cap space in this uh, – in free agency. They have a lot of draft capital. They have a top 15 pick. We need a quarterback. Cam Newton's not coming back. Listen, Cam Newton in the last game, yeah, of course he's going to play well. You're playing, you're playing the Jets. He's he's going to go out <laughs> there. The Josh McDaniels is going to is going to literally stop being conservative. Oh yeah, last game of the year. What do we got to lose? Oh, let's throw all this out and look, it worked. I said yeah. this. I said this to my wife. I'm sitting next to her, and she's like, "Wow, they're scoring." I'm like, "Where the where the hell has this been all season?" <laughs> and listen, the thing is, is that, um. One thing I like about the Patriots defense, and I'm going to say this, people are saying it, uh, Patriots reporter Julian and I interviewed this year, Ryan Spagnola. He said Gilmore's good as gone. I'm going to say this right now. That's a dumb move. Do not get rid of Stephon Gilmore. He is, he's changed his defense for the better. He's one of the best corners in the game. Didn't have a good year. He was injured. was on the COVID list. Wasn't really uh, all there, but he's going to get back to it. But I think you both could agree. J.C. Jackson has proven that he's a ball hawk. He can yeah. cover receivers, but, you know, he can't cover Stephon Diggs one-on-one. Cost me a championship. Yep, piss me off. I'm he, telling he you. And can't it, really cover Stephon Diggs. No, one-on-one. and the thing is, too, he uh, <laughs> there was a bad throw to Stephon Diggs, and it was literally – it wasn't even J.C. Jackson. It was a bad throw, and he was talking smack, and I'm watching on TV. I'm like, okay, J.C., shut yeah, up and as go soon back. As that, yeah, right. As soon as that happened, I knew it was going to go down. But and, let, me, let me ask you this question real sure. quick. So you mentioned earlier that the, the, the Patriots offense is complex. You had mentioned that the, some star players have gone in there weren't able to handle it. Is that the case with Cam Newton this year, or is he done? I, is, I, I would I mean, obviously only watch the two Patriots games that, that the Bills played, but, I mean, is 
watching him play, was it the scheme is the reason he had so many struggles this year, or is he just truly done as a, as a quarterback in this league? I think here's the thing. I think it's a combination of two. He even said it. He, and the thing with Cam Newton I love about him is his, his um, personality is contagious. Like when he's happy, it's fun to watch. He's funny. Mm-hmm. Good per- everybody loved him. All his nicknames calls Bill Belichick, Dollar Dollar Bill. It's funny as hell. Um, <laughs> but uh, the thing is, is, with Cam Newton, he said it. He said he wished he had a full offseason where to learn more. He learned on the fly. He did the best he could, and it just wasn't good enough, unfortunately. But I'm going to tell you this. Um, Craig, my our friend Craig, Steve Houston's friend Craig as well, he even said it. He pointed this out. He goes, have you noticed that every time Cam Newton throws, he literally has to, even to throw 10 yards, he has to put everything into it. Right. And I started watching. I'm like, wow, he's right. He's putting everything into 10 yards. Literally, Josh Allen for 10 yards could just go like this, like with his hands like that, and it goes 20. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mahomes, same thing. Aaron Rodgers could literally just flick the ball like this out of his hands, and it goes 30 yards. So um, the thing is with that, I'm going to say this. I, I think Cam Newton's not what he used to be. The, the one thing that bothers me is the speed. He used to – the one thing is when he – I know he's 30 years old, but the thing is you guys ever see that a few years ago he was quick running the ball. Here right. with him this year, I just didn't see the speed anymore, and that kind of took it away. Mm-hmm. I think Cam's very athletic. He did anything and everything he could. His hair is crazy. But <laughs> uh, uh, the one thing is I'm going to say this. I, I Somebody reported that, oh, he's going to get a two-year deal – um 40 or 50 million 25 30 million a year no that way. that's way too much <laughs> no way I, uh i could tell you this the patriot it was reported and then they disputed the report that the patriots are done i could tell you right now bill belichick loves cam newton but cam newton was benched three or four times this year what does that tell you and jared stidham i don't want to get into jared stidham i don't <laughs> like what i see from the guy the guy's not a good quarterback i know he's young but i don't like what i see so, in my opinion, Jeremy, yeah, he is done. He definitely is done. I think he needs to pack it up. Somebody made a good point. They said the Patriots should re-sign Cam Newton and use him like uh, the Saints use Taysom Hill, which yeah. I thought was pretty interesting. That's an interesting because thought. you could line him. Imagine using him as a receiver, literally as a tight end in the red zone. Just uh, so wow. he could do multiple things. You know why not? But the one thing is, I'm just going to tell you guys this: Patriots need a quarterback, mm-hmm. and at pick 15, if Zach Wilson, I wanted Zach Wilson since the beginning of the year. I think this kid's special. I think he can make the Patriots offense a lot better. Um, he's not going to be there at 15. Absolutely not. And if he is, there's no. something wrong. Uh, I think a quarterback, and you guys might call me crazy, I think it's going to be Mac Jones for the Patriots. I really do. I think that Bill Belichick is going to call up his old buddy, Nick Saban. What do you think of Mac? He's going to say, listen, Mac is really good. Listen, Mac, jo- Mac Jones had a pretty good year even with Waddle being out. And he was a Heisman finalist. I get it. This year, the Heisman finalists, uh, a lot of teams didn't play. A lot of players opted out. So uh, Mac Jones is in there. I also am all for the Patriots trading for Matthew Stafford. I've heard that a lot. I think that could be interesting. What about and Jimmy Garoppolo? Jim, I bring him back. Hell yeah. I said, listen. I, He's when a Jim, big Jimmy guy still. When Jimmy Garoppolo – was in for Brady in 2016. I was pumped. I even, I was mm, saying, oh, here's I remember. when Brady leaves and you texted me, Julian, you're like, you got to be kidding me. You, you guys <laughs> found another gem. And, I'm just, and 
You were you know, pissed when he got traded. I remember. Oh, that. I was pissed. I was at I was at my uh, wife's house and I threw my phone on the br- ground. I'm like, "What the hell?" And she's like, "What's your problem?" I'm like, "They <laughs> Garoppolo." She goes, "What? Who's Jimmy?" And I, <laughs> she actually because she doesn't watch football and I got her into it in the past seven years. She goes, "Why the hell would they trade him?" For, and I'm like, "Not even for a first, for a second round pick." And they and they didn't even get anything good out of it. But I'm all for Insane. Jimmy coming back. I'm all for Stafford talks. The Watson talks, I know it's premature, but listen, Casario left. But I said I tweeted this today. I'm like, Belichick's master plan is coming into fruition that he get, he lets Casario go to the Texans and he gets all their good players coming over here as a little funny joke. But I do think the Patriots and free agency are going to be aggressive. And I wouldn't be surprised if they make a run at Allen Robinson, give him what he wants, because they need a receiver to really uh, num- to change that offense in a real number one. I would so- also love them. If they want to go, if they can't get Allen Robinson, go out and go get uh, Curtis Samuel. I love his versatility, and I think New England would love that. And I'm a big Corey Davis guy. I think he's very good. And I think with a different scheme, and you know what, the Patriots could really try to get something going with him. But the real guy I want is Juju. I I love me some Juju Smith-Schuster. He wants to dance in the middle of the field. Go ahead. I don't care what you do. You want to go on TikTok? Go ahead. I don't care what you do. I want him on my team. But I also want the Patriots to get – um, more weapons on offense and on defense, get more linebacker help and pass rusher help. But I know I'm, I'm talking a lot, but guys, it was a bad year. I'm pissed off. I'm just ready for the off season. I yeah. hear you, man. I got, I just got one question for you, man. So sure, what's up as it stands right now, like obviously we haven't really seen a whole lot of Bill Belichick post Brady. Do you envision Belichick as the type of guy who's going to want to continue to invest in veteran quarterbacks going forward? Or do you think he's the type of guy that's going to want to spend the time to develop another rookie? I guess what I'm saying is if you would have guessed right now, whether or not next year's quarterback, that the significant quarterback that they bring in, is it going to be a high draft pick guy or is it going to be a veteran? I'm going to go with this. That's a great question, Jeremy. It really is. Uh, Bill Belichick made it clear the other day he has no intentions of retiring, which I love, by the way. Um, the one thing is, with that, I'm going to tell you this. I think he is a type of guy, you know what, a, he wants to win another championship before he goes out. And listen, I think he's get what he wants to do now. I think he wants somebody who's not going to turn the ball over. I think that's, that's the number one thing with him. And vet, with the veteran market right now, Getting a guy like Matthew Stafford is smart. I think get, I think uh, Bill Belichick's dream is to bring Jimmy back. I think that's something he would really entertain. And if Deshaun Watson, the price isn't really that high, which it will be, I think yeah. he would definitely entertain it. But I also think he has to go young too because, listen, um, Matthew Stafford's in his 30s. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo is in his 30s. You get a kid like Mac Jones, or God forbid they trade up and get Zach Wilson. I hope that happens. Kid's 22 years old, and you could have him for 10 years. But I don't think Bill Belichick's going to be coaching for 10 more years. I give it five. I'm going to say five, I think. That's what I think. But uh, the thing is, is, I think that Bill Belichick right now, I'm going to say that he's going to go – He's he's going to get a veteran, but he's also going to bring a young guy in, and he's going to have them – I think he's going to have them compete. That's what Belichick does because, listen – when Brady was there, they just signed Drew Bledsoe to that $100 million deal, 10 years, $100 million. And mm. Brady came in, lit it up. And of course, oh, Drew Bledsoe's the guy. When he's healthy, put him back in. That was never the case. Right. Bill Belichick doesn't, and forgive my language, guys, he doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks. 
he'll do things that are crazy. He'll cut the team's best player if it's the best interest. Right. So the one thing with me, Jeremy, I'm going to tell you this. I think he goes both. I think he gets a veteran at I gets a veteran and he also goes he drafts a quarterback in this draft. That's I think he has to. He absolutely mm-hmm. has to. You can't run from it anymore. Nope. I agree with you 100%. And you know what? All kidding aside, Fitzpatrick might make sense for the Patriots, honestly. Like why not? Well, Belichick Bring loves him into Fitzpatrick. Con- Bring him in to compete with whoever you draft and see what happens. You know, it worked out decently for the Dolphins. I mean, maybe you guys can make it listen, work too. Listen, I want to see. I'll, I'm not. I'm okay with seeing some Fitz magic up in Foxborough. <laughs> I, I mean, mean he still got it, man. Yeah. He can still so, swing that thing. You know, I, I mean, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this, guys. That um, the Patriots. I do think next year you're going to see them a hell of a lot better than you saw this year. They they were seven and yeah. nine this year, so a game under 500 for Bill Belichick. Nobody could tell me Bill Belichick right now is sitting down in that in the Patriots uh, He's not building, and he has a plan. He he always has plan A, B, C, and D. And right. listen, he's going to do things that I think this offseason, I think he's going to be aggressive. I, he's saying, oh, we've been aggressive for years, sold out, won Super Bowls. This offseason, he's saying, listen, we need offense. He knows. Patriots running, rushing attack, I love it. I love what we have. Sony Michelle went healthy, r- runs really well, and Damian Harris is turning out to be a stud. But it depends. And also, real quick, depending on what the Patriots do, it's either between James White or Rex Burkhead to come back in free agency. And I think you guys could agree, I'd rather have James White. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, I'm anticipating Tooney slipping through the cracks. I know Joe Douglas will be on his doorstep as soon as you guys let him go. Douglas loves Joe Tooney. It's not a secret. We were going to get him last year if you guys didn't do what you did. So I'm hoping you guys let him go because I think he'd be great for us. We've talked about this, but honestly, the Patriots aren't too far off. I mean, you need some skill position, get some edge rushers, you know, figure out the quarterback situation that you guys still have a decent deep more than decent defense obviously but it's going to be interesting to see what happens and Dylan asked me a question I'll do a little rundown of my season it's really short and horrible but he asked me he asked me what I would like with the second pick so I talked about the quarterbacks and that's very much in play for me if they want to go another route I mean I could understand the swell pick or trading back but honestly I really if they don't sign Guys in free agency like a marquee wide receiver, I would love to get my hands on um, Jameer Chase or um, Devonta Smith, honestly, because the Jets need a difference maker. Is it the right pick at two? Is it a little too early? Maybe. But the Jets need a number one wide out. We haven't had one in God knows how long, really since Brandon Marshall, and it barely lasted. You know, we need That's someone to point. make a difference. And we also need an edge rusher, too. The Jets have a lot of holes to fill, but... I'm excited because Douglas had a pretty good draft. You know, Beckton was a great pick. Mims just showed he can do in limited time. Ashton Davis is what's pretty good. Bryce Hall's been good in his limited action. The punter was good. The other guys I don't know about. P. Ryan, maybe he'll be okay. But there's some good pieces in place despite how bad we were. Obviously, I was devastated when we won that game against the Rams and lost out on Trevor Lawrence. Like, it's just so Jets it hurts. not getting the best quarterback in, like, over a decade probably. But – we're going to have to hope that Fields or Wilson does the job if we end up going in that direction. And also, Jeremy, I'm going to push this to you a little bit, and it's about your boy Brian Dabble. Dylan asked, do you think it would stun Allen's growth if you guys end up losing him? Obviously, me and Bobby have talked, That's too. A good I would love to have him as our coach. I think he'd be great. 
obvious the complete opposite of Adam Gase because he's been in the division, but he's actually proven he knows what he's doing. He's actually proven he can develop a quarterback, not just ride the coattails of Peyton Manning when he's audible and have the plays and have one good season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would pain me greatly to see Dave on, on the Jets. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I think he's a fantastic hire for anybody. Um, I mean, you know, I think you're starting to see or at least hopefully see the value of, of a quote-unquote CEO head coach. I mean, Bill Belichick is the OG, but you've started to see it. Sean McDermott is one. Essentially, coaches that rely on their on their coordinators to call the plays, they're the ones that, you know, they're worrying about game management. They're not worrying about what play call do I have next. Right. The guys who, who worry about the organization as a whole. And I think those players, those kind of guys really command respect and really know how to build a culture in the locker room. Um, so I do, I do think that Dave will be great in terms of Josh Allen without Dable. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough thing that, you know, I, I think, you know, I honestly don't have an answer for you. I mean, I think that there's clearly significant growth in terms of just his mechanics alone and his, his understanding of the offense to where if Dable, if Dable left, you know, we, he would, he wouldn't fall off too much, but we, you know, I can't guarantee that he's not going to have a stumble. I mean, thank, you know, what's an interesting, an interesting part is that there's a lot of discussion now about when the bills are going to extend Josh Allen. And I think that they shouldn't until after next year, because I think that it would be a really good idea to see what he looks like when he's not, you know, when there is a shifting in the coaching staff and he's no longer having the same offensive coordinator. Um, I still think he's incredibly talented. He's a hard worker. He's a hard studier. I have no doubt he would learn another offense. I just think that time may slow his growth a little bit or, or make him, his numbers not seem as great. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, eventually all things have to, you know, good things have to come to an end. And, you know, if we're getting poached, we must be, our coaches are getting poached. We must be doing something right. But, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Know, point. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say this answer. about um, the number two pick. I mean, you know, obviously Trevor, I, I believe that Trevor Lawrence is going to be a phenomenal quarterback, but I mean, if there's one thing that I think the Darnold thing may have taught you, and especially if you look at the, around the NFL is that quarterbacks with mobility and an elite athletic ability are, are, are the new wave. And you could make the argument that, that Justin Fields definitely, and maybe Wilson are more athletic than Lawrence. And okay. you, know, you see time and again, that, you know, even if they're not the best passer, their ability to be mobile wins you games. I mean, you see Jalen Hurts be competitive with the Eagles and, you know, his passing wasn't phenomenal, but it makes right. it work. Same with Cam Newton. And so, you know, you may not get Trevor Lawrence, but I would argue he's much more of a pocket passer than, than Justin Fields is. And, and yeah. in this NFL, honestly, Justin Fields is maybe even being valued more than a type of quarterback like Trevor Lawrence is. And we saw what happened when they played each other and Fields did show him up. So, I mean, that's something to look at. And Fields was phenomenal. I'm really going to be watching very closely when he plays Alabama. I'm going to be glued onto that. Because if he goes off against Alabama, like how the Jets not take him at two? You got to be stupid not to take him at that point. If he kills it's against a big Alabama. It's a big game on Monday night. I can't wait for that. This is this game, Julian, let me tell you something. Justin Fields, this is a huge is, job yeah, interview for him right this now. This is really big. Literally, like, if he comes into this game and he lights up you have Alabama, to do it. You have the to. Jets have to take him. You, you can't have, you even have think to. twice about it. Like I'm uh, Right now, I'm basically ready to take him. So if he solidifies it even more, I don't know what we're talking about here. Honestly, here's the other thing that I'll say quickly. The new head coach is going to want his own guy, I feel like. Is the new coach going to want to try to save Darnold? Also, Douglas didn't draft Darnold. That's the big thing Mm -hmm. here. So he doesn't have ties to him, really. So it's really going to be whatever the new coach wants. Douglas is going to agree with that. So if he says, I want Fields or 
Taiwan Wilson, then they're going to have to trade Darnold, and that's what's going to end up happening. If he somehow says he wants to keep Sam and try to build around him, then maybe the Jets will take the lineman or trade down. But honestly, I think we all agree that it's more likely than not that Fields or Wilson's going to be the quarterback next year for the Jets. Yeah. And do you have any idea what uh, the Jets may be trying to get for Sam Darnold if they look to trade him? You know, me and Bobby have tossed this around a lot, and he's been telling me some good information. To me, I think a second and a four, potentially, maybe somewhere in that range. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's good value. I mean, obviously, it depends on, on, you know, exactly who you trade him to. But I I don't, you know... If if Josh Rosen can get a second round pick, I have no doubt. That's oh, it. absolutely! That's what I'm saying too. Some people are like, "Oh, we can't get a second. I'm like, "Get out no, of here!" No, no, no. Second, like we're getting a oh. second at least. Like, come oh, on. the jet. Oh, the Jets are getting a second and a fourth. I think that's great value. And I'm going to tell you the teams that are definitely interested. The Steelers, 100, percent I think, uh, are interested. The Colts are going to be interested, mm-hmm. and even look out for the Broncos. I think the Broncos are an underrated team for right. him because listen, Drew Locke. Uh, with him, listen, I like Drew Locke, but he's very inconsistent, but he's still very young. So I, I do like what he has, but also John Elway, who did give up his GM uh, duties because he got an elevated role, is a big Darnold guy. He's been very open about oh, that. Okay. But an NFC team that I could see going after the after Darnold, I just thought of this one. I could see the Lions going after I was just him. about to say Lions. You read my mind, bro. I was about to say Lions are a dark horse. because I think the Lions are a real dark horse. No, I think- because, look, they should trade Stafford. I think we all agree. Will they? It would be the smart thing to do. They're not going to win with him. They could try to go a young quarterback. I don't know exactly where they fall in the draft, but the odds are they're going to whiff on the top three quarterbacks. So, at that point, is Sam Darnold a better option than Lance or um, Mac Jones? I mean, maybe. I would I would say that some people would think that. I didn't even talk about Lance. I do like the one thing I will say for the Patriots with Lance is that he does he didn't throw any interceptions this year. That's one thing I did say with him that I did like. He did throw a pick this year. He didn't throw one the year before. He only played one game this year, but he threw a pick. Oh, oh wow. Really? Oh, the, 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 they were showing high, like his stats. I was like, this, this year? Yeah, well, his, his only like – Full season, he threw 28 touchdowns, no picks. He played yeah. one oh, wow. game this year because they wanted to, like, show him off. And I think he had, like, one touchdown, one pick. But he also ran for, like, 100-plus yards. Oh, but wow. um, I'll also add two other teams that may be interested in Darnold. Actually, three. Um, the Saints, if they yeah. can figure out their cap room. The Bears, which would be interesting. Yeah. And the Niners. I mean, Sam Darnold's from California. Um, you know, That's a good one. Definitely yeah. Made that that team would be interested. The only thing is, I think the 49ers are more in a win now. I feel like they should go for a Stafford or a Matt Ryan before they would look at Sam Darnold. But you're yeah. right. He has the California roots. And if they think they could unlock something in him, then they could definitely pull the trigger. I mean, he has a, he definitely has a market. There's no question about that. He has a market. There's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. I still don't fully think he's done, but I just don't think it's going to work with the Jets, just how everything's going right now. Because if they let him go, they could save money too. It just helps a lot of things right now. And it would just be the best way to like start fresh after everything that's happened. Yeah. And it's less of a distraction. And I'll just say this, my hot, my, my hot take for the off season, I do think Matt Ryan gets, goes, gets traded to the Niners. And he I like that too. I, I like that one also. So, yeah. so, and let me ask you this with Matt Ryan getting traded to the Niners, do you see the Patriots trading for Jimmy? Ooh. Uh, I see the Patriots. I don't necessarily see the Patriots trading for Jimmy just because I don't think the contract's that great. But right. I definitely see the Patriots investing in like a Mac Jones and then also signing one of the lower tier starting okay. I mean, like a Nick Foles or something. No. Um, 
But I, I definitely see the Falcons. I think they're at four, maybe aggressively trying to move up to that three spot. Yeah. Whichever of Wilson and Fields they don't get and then move Matt mm-hmm. Ryan on. That makes perfect sense. I can see that because the Falcons need to start over too, and they're going to probably trade Julio too. That, but, that's um, mine. That's why I was going to ask. Do you think the Falcons trade Julio? I don't think so. Oh, no? you think they're going to end up keeping no. him? I mean, they're I, never gonna be at four. They're never gonna be at four again if they keep Matt Ryan. This was a fluke year, and so I think they, right. they get the quarterback in the future. I think they they give Julio time to at least reestablish his value, or at least play off enough of that contract extension to where it's they can get a better return for him. But they can still be competitive. I mean, you look at the NFC South, and it's not that great. Tom Brady's under a contract for one more year, and then the Buccaneers have who? You know, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are both free agents after the season, or not Mike Evans? Chris Godwin. Chris, Chris Godwin's a free agent. Yeah. Yep. I mean, the Panthers are, are in nowhere near competing yet. And the Saints have Drew Brees retiring. I mean, the NFC South is wide open. I think the Falcons can completely look at this as a godsend, get their quarterback of the future. If he hits, they have a good young nucleus. I think they can look at this and say, hey, we can compete or at least get a jump start on rebuilding before all these other teams are going to have to once their old quarterbacks retire. So I think the Falcons be very aggressive. In That's a very, I didn't look at it that way. That's a very good point. It's a yeah. very, very good point. And – You know what? I'm going to tell you this. The Falcons have a lot of decisions to make. All of our teams have a lot of decisions to make. The Jets get top two pick. They're they're in good position. And Julian, let me ask you this real quick with the Jets. So I always ask Julian this. So at two, what is one player the Jets will take where you will just lose it? Where you'll be like, all right, now I'm pissed. I love doing it. like, it's tough to say. I mean, because I, I still the reason I asked this, Jeremy, is because when the Jets drafted Sheldon Richardson in the first round, Julian goes, "Who the hell is this guy? What did we do to remember that, Jules?" When you guys yeah. drafted Sheldon Richardson, right? I guess I mean I'm gonna surprise you with this one. Um, not so well, but like maybe because then that means that we're keeping Darnold. So, I mean, I guess that one maybe, I don't know. It's okay. tough to say one specific thing because I feel like they can't do anything that outrageous at two that would make yeah. me that upset. Like, I'm trying to think of something, but it's tough. I mean, I don't know. Oh, man. It's, hey, look, I mean, remember question. when everyone said that the Giants effed up in, at drafting Barkley at number two and not mm-hmm. taking Darnold? I mean, look, you know, who knows? Hindsight's always 20. Yeah, you know, That's we're going to have to see what happens. But do you guys want to go through the playoff games quick and uh, do our brackets? Dylan had some picks also. Sure, sure. The, yeah, um... yeah, let's do that real quick, yeah. Do you All guys right, have so... I don't have the lines up in front of me. I don't know. I, ha- I have them, I think. Let me get them. Let me let me check. I think he tweeted them too. But um, all right. So we all agree the Bills are gonna win. I think the Colts cover though. You think Bills cover? Bobby, I think had Colts covering also. It's mm-hmm. the lines at six right now. Yeah, I'm pulling them up here. Here we go. Yeah, the next one is Dylan uh, had. Um, I'm trying to see what he had. Rams Seahawks play as uh, afternoon game on Saturday. Seahawks are three and a half point favorites. Yeah, Dylan had the Bills covering. He has the Seahawks winning, but they don't cover. I have the Rams pulling the upset. Bobby, what do you have? You with uh what game were you talking about now? Rams Seahawks. Rams Seahawks. Rams Seahawks. Okay. So what I did is is I uh did this this game without Goff and it looks like he's going to play, but I'm going to go with Seattle winning this game. Yeah, do you have him covering? There's I have them covering. Yes. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I have no reason to believe golf is even going to be remotely healthy for this game. 
Uh, Cam Akers is banged up too. I, I don't think they would, that they even win. Yeah. So do you guys think golf's going to play, but just not be effective? He's going to play, yeah. but he's not going to be as, and uh, Robert Wood said that he was slinging the ball in practice. Yeah, that's in practice. But when he goes up against uh, uh, the defenders and all that, yeah, it's going to be a problem. And Seattle's defense got a lot better in the second half of the year. Besides, is golf even effective when he's healthy? That's <laughs> yeah, true. I guess you could argue that's that true. a little bit too. But um, the other game is the Steelers and the Browns. Right now, it's sitting at six points. Uh, I got to go Steelers here with everything going on with the Browns. Me I too. think they win, like, I said, like, 24 to 16. Maybe I'll up it a little bit to, like, 27-17. But at bottom line, the Steelers cover. The, it's going to be tough for Baker without Stefanski, who's really helped him. Now he has to deal with a special teams coach calling the plays. That's not fantastic. I have the Browns covering. It's not hard for Mayfield to turn around and hand the ball off to Nick Chubb 40 times. That's true. Um, well, you know, I, I think they keep it to steal to stop that, though. Well, until Ben Roethlisberger can show me that he's all of a sudden 20 years younger, I'm very concerned about that offense. And and they can't run the ball. I mean, I see a lot of three and outs for the, for the Steelers. I see the, the Browns playing clock management. I don't see them winning, but I see it close. I, uh, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh winning this game. And listen – I agree with uh, Baker. It's real easy to hand off to Chubb and um, Kareem Hunt. But I do think the one thing with Big Ben is I trust Big Ben. He's been in this position before. He's won two Super Bowls. I think that, you know what, he's playing pissed off, and this offense is going to get going passing the ball because Denzel Ward is not going to be playing for them, and that's a big loss for the Browns. So I'm going to go with the Steelers. I, I think Big Ben really shuts. I think the Steelers really have the most pressure on them. They started out 11-0, and and they really played terribly second half of the year. So I'm going to go with Pittsburgh winning this game. It's going to be a close one, but I'm going with Pittsburgh to win. So you don't have them covering the six? No. Yep. So the next game, you know what? Let's do it. Let's go to the Bills. Bills and Colts. And I'm just going to tell you guys this. Um, I think the Colts, like we said earlier, and Julian and I said this, I think that Indy will stick around. But I do think Josh Allen is going to uh, really wreak havoc. I think that Diggs is going to play. He's going to be extremely effective. And I think the Bills' defense is going to be the key to the game. Uh, we talked about the, ru- the run defense. Literally, Edmonds and Milano, watch them be the guys that really stopped the run and really forced the uh, Colts to be one-dimensional. I could see that. So I'm going to go with the Bills winning this game. Yeah. As I said earlier, I have the Bills winning this game uh, at least by 10. I think probably around 10 to 14 points. First game back for Bills Mafia. It's going to be a crazy scene for a home playoff game. Uh, you know, Darius Leonard will keep and the defense will keep it close, but uh, Bills win and cover. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think, Jules? I think I'm like what I said too. I'm going to stick with the score I gave you on our show 26 21 Bills. The Colts just cover. I think they can hang in, but Rivers is going to be their downfall again. I just can't get that out of my head, unfortunately. Hopefully, we're wrong because we'd love to see the Colts pull that upset so Jeremy could and the Bills could step out a little bit, but um, it's I don't think that's going to happen. You guys will be good for now. Oh. Yes. So let's go on to the last AFC game. It's uh, it's a rematch of last year's divisional round. It's the Titans and the uh, Ravens. I'm going to tell you guys this. I do like what I see from Lamar Jackson ever since he came back from dropping a deuce, and I always make uh, this joke. And he's <laughs> really passing the ball really effectively lately, and I like what I see. Um, I'm just going to tell you this also. Another thing uh, with the tech, the Titans – their, de- their downfall is their pass defense. I think Malcolm Butler is definitely not 
a number one cornerback, and I would know because he's he's just not he's scrappy, but he's not good staying with those number ones. Um, I'm going to tell you this: it's going to be tough because you know what. Lamar's really trying to exercise his playoff demons, as Julian said. I like when you said that, Jules. Uh, But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill with this one again. I think they win a close one, 31-28, and the uh, Titans move on. I'm going to say what I said on the show, and I think it's going to be a very close game. Also, before we move forward, Dylan said the Browns lose in cover, so he agrees with you guys that they cover. I guess I'm the only one taking the Steelers to cover, so we'll see what happens with that. So he, for this one, Dylan has, um, he has the Titans doing the upset also, which means they would obviously cover since they're three and a half point underdogs. Mm -hmm. I have the Titans covering, but I think Baltimore wins by a field goal. 27-24 is well stick with, that's what I've been saying this whole time. I think he will exercise those demons that we talked about. And I think he's going to be effective because the Titans have, done this twice to them they've shut them down so they have to look at this and be like okay this is what they do this is how we beat it like it's not a fluke like they just have to know what's going on this time but if it happens for a third time then damn i mean at that point i don't even know what they do i mean the titans just have their number if they get them again and there's really not much they can say at that point so it's a big statement game for baltimore it's a big revenge matchup there's a lot on the line and i think they just get it done i think justin tucker puts the three uprights (laughs) Yeah, I have the I uh, also have the Titans uh, winning this game, and okay. obviously, um, you know Lamar Jackson's a great runner. Derrick Henry's a lot better. And it's funny, I had the Titans winning this game by a field goal as well, and it just so happens they have one of the best clutch kickers in the NFL, uh, three posts and all. Yep, absolutely. So you know what? We got two games left, and we'll go with. Uh, the Buccaneers in Washington. And I'll say this guys real quick, because Jeremy, I don't know if you saw, but on Twitter the other day, I posted who I'm cheering for in the postseason, and it's the Bucks. Yeah. I even bought a uh, Brady Buccaneer shirt. I couldn't <laughs> believe I did it, but I did it anyway. Um, I'm going to tell you this. Um, oh, I love it. Martin Gramatica, who Julian and I interviewed yesterday, even said it, you know, poking the bear. That's what Chase Young did. Be careful what you wish for. I do think, that the Buccaneers offensive line is shaky and Brady's going to get sacked a few times, but there's no chance in hell I'm choosing Washington to beat Tampa Bay. They're just too, uh, the firepower on offense is too good. And the defense of the Buccaneers is really good, even if they don't have Devin white. So I'm going to go with this. I'm going with um, Tampa to win this game. I'm going to go with 31 to 16 and Tom Brady moves on to the divisional round where he'll meet Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so you have them covering, and, and it just—it's so funny. I mean, you know, who would have thought a seven and nine Washington team hosts a playoff game against an eleven and five Tampa Bay right. Buccaneers team? Um, I mean, poking the bear or not, I had Tampa Bay winning this game. They're just way more talented than Washington. I don't even know if Alex Smith's going to be healthy, much less how healthy he'll be. Their offense is basically non-existent. Yeah, uh, yeah Buccaneers should win this one easily. I have them winning and covering. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on board too. I mean, the thing is that the Redskins have a good defense. So this is what me and Bobby talked about also with Gramatica. The line of scrimmage is how the Redskins can cover this game because if the Bucs can't keep Brady upright, they can keep it close. They still have the playmakers. Alex Smith, like you said, was not great last week, but they still have Scary Terry. They have Gibson. They have Sims. I mean, they have a few guys like uh, Logan Thomas has come on. I mean, if he can play the right game manager role, if the defense can keep them in it, I mean, I'll, I'm going to say that's the only way the football team has a chance. But honestly, the Bucs are too good. They're just better. It doesn't matter if they have to go to Washington. The Bucs have too many weapons. I mean, 
You got Antonio Brown. You got Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Gronk, Bray, Rojo, Fournette, if they play both of them together. Like, the Redskins' defense is fantastic, but they're going to be on the field a little bit too much, I think. They're not. They're going to get worn down. I think the Bucks cover this one, too. I said 31-17. I'll stick with it. Yep. Absolutely. So Dylan has them covering also. He does? Okay. All right, so the last wild card game, and I'm going to be quick and simple with this, guys. It's the Saints in Chicago, and I'll just say Chicago's a fluke team. The fact that they're here is crazy. Even though Mitch has played well, and Allen Robinson is a really big reason why this offense has been clicking, Saints are going to kick the crap out of the Bears. It's going to be really bad. Um, I'm going to say by 15 points they win. Can see Kamara lighting it up, Michael Thomas coming back, and them just moving on. Drew Brees is retiring after this year. So he wants to go out with a bang and he's going to win the wild card game and move on. Okay. I'll go. So um, I'm actually going to say the bears cover, but I think that the saints win, obviously here's my reason for the bears covering. I think that drew Brees is going to turn it over once or twice. He just doesn't have it anymore. We've talked about this a lot. I can see Mack getting a strip sack. Maybe his offensive touchdown comes into play. Also, the thing with Kamara is he has a COVID issue, so his yeah. practice schedule is a little bit off. So how warm is he going to be? I mean, he's a freak, obviously. He's phenomenal. But is he going to be his 100% self? Is he going to be 75%, maybe 80%? And the Bears have a good defense, so they can stop the Saints if they can shut him down a little bit. Michael Thomas also, is he going to be 100%? Probably not. He might be. He's going to be good. He'll play, but I don't know if he's 100%. He might just – they're probably just doing this because it's the playoffs, you know? But – Look, the Saints are still going to win. I think they win by around eight points. I'll give it like a 28 to 20 score. I think the Bears can make enough plays just to hang tough. But Mitch might make that back-breaking play at some point that puts the Saints on top. Robinson and Montgomery are going to be phenomenal. They've been great all year. I think they're going to keep the Bears in it. But ultimately, the Saints are just better. I got three words for you, man. Defenses win championships. Now, the Bears aren't winning a championship, but they're going to win this game. Oh, wow. I have the Bears upsetting the Saints. I oh, think wow. That, I think that Drew Brees, his arm is done. I think that the Bears defense can at least play up enough and put a lot of energy on the Saints, shut down that that honestly not great supporting cast of weapons, focus their defensive energies on Kamara and Thomas, and really shut down that offense. And I think Trubisky is going to do just enough to get them across the line. I'm not expecting this game to be pretty. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a low-scoring game that's not very fun to watch. But I do think the Bears eke it out. And I think after that, you see Drew Brees retire. And I also think you maybe see the Bears reinvest in Trubisky. I like wow. that. Wow. I like that. And a lot of people have really uh, said that. You know what? He's really played well. And he can play a, a one-year deal and go back to Chicago. So I'm going to tell you this, guys. Why don't we real quick say our divisional round winners, AFC Championship game, Super Bowl pick, and your winner. So if you guys don't mind, I'll go first real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the divisional round for the AFC, I have Kansas city playing Tennessee, Kansas city's going to the AFC championship game between Pittsburgh and the bills. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to watch. I'm going with the bills to go to the AFC championship game on the NFC side. It's green Bay and uh, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. And as much as this kills me to say, Aaron Rodgers is going to get the nod this time, and he's going to move on to the NFC Championship game for the second consecutive year. And between Seattle and New Orleans, I'm actually going to go with New Orleans to win that one. And it's going to and the AFC Championship game between the Bills and the 
Chiefs, it's going to be a close one, but I got Kansas City going to the Super Bowl again. And on the NFC side, I got Green Bay winning, going to the Super Bowl. And my Super Bowl pick, you guys ready? Julian knows this. I got the Packers beating the Chiefs 33-31. to Packers have are down um, – are down one point with a, with two minutes left, and Aaron Rodgers does what he does best, gets the ball to um, Devontae Adams, gets him in field goal range, and Mason Crosby hits the game winner. Aaron Rodgers wins his second Super Bowl. I respect it. It's a nice bracket. We went through it on our show, too. So here's what I did. It's a touch different. So I obviously have Baltimore winning, but the Chiefs will take care of the Ravens because, as I've said, um, Lamar can't get in a shootout with Mahomes, and that's what it's going to turn into, and they're just not good enough to beat the Chiefs. And here's where Jeremy's going to get upset. I have the Steelers upsetting the Bills. I think they can get it done. I think they're ready to do it. I think they can go back to the film room and they could improve on some things. They also had a rough stretch. I think they're going to be more ready this time. I think Buffalo might ride in a little bit high after beating Indianapolis and already beating the Steelers. But I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to come down to the end. Honestly, it's going to be fun to watch. So I have Chiefs and the Bills. No, Chiefs and the Steelers in the AFC Championship game. NFC... I have the Rams getting the upset over Seattle, but Green Bay is going to wipe the floor with the Rams. There's no way the Rams are going to win two games like that, and the Packers are just all around better. So then I go down. I have the Bucks and Saints. I have the Bucks getting their revenge and beating the Saints this time. I think the Bucks are a little more well-balanced, and Brady's a big advantage over Breeze right now, so I think that puts them through. So back to the AFC, the Chiefs are just too good. They're going back to the Super Bowl. The Steelers won't be able to hang. That's where the offensive problems will come into play. And then the NFC, I have the Bucs getting the upset, going to the Super Bowl in their own stadium to play the Kansas City Chiefs. And ultimately, the Chiefs go back-to-back, and it's going to be a fun game. Chiefs 31-28. Wow. All right. So, um, you know, I have a little bit differently. Um, I have a few different upsets, but uh, we'll start in the NFC. I have Green Bay destroying Chicago once they pull off the upset over the New Orleans Saints. I have Tampa Bay beating Seattle. uh, And I have Green Bay advancing to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. Uh, In the AFC, I have Tennessee finally learning from its mistake last year and beating the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round. Wow, uh, Derrick Henry controls the run game, controls the clock. They just they wow. do finish what they started last year and beat Kansas City in the divisional round. I have Buffalo beating Pittsburgh, and I have Buffalo beating uh, the the Tennessee Titans because of course I would have the Bills in the Super Bowl. Right. Obviously, of <laughs> yeah. I have so you have Buffalo Bills versus the Green Bay Packers, MVP versus the runner up. I have the Bills winning the Super Bowl, their first in, in their history, 31-28. The Bills, after giving up a Hail Mary in the regular season, finally learned how to defend it, and they sat down a last-minute Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary attempt. Oh, to my game. God. Bills win 31-28. to what a story that would be. Yeah. I mean, I respect it. You got to do it. When the Jets were in it, I would do the same thing. I mean, we went into the AFC Championship game well, I twice. I did so. that with New England, too. Yeah, so. I mean, why not? You got to do it. For you. Yeah, you got to do it. So, what about, uh, what about so, Dylan? Okay, so actually, you're going to like this, Jeremy. Dylan has the Bills in the Super Bowl also, believe it or not. He put the Bills getting the upset and making it through. He actually has Tampa Bay doing it, too. And he has Tampa Bay winning it all. So he has the Bucs winning it all in their own stadium. So Tom Brady beating the Bills once again. 
as of today. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! And Tom, Brady, and Tom Brady gets a six. God, that you would know, be something, honestly. Yeah. At that point, I wouldn't even know who to root for. That would be tough, man. Because do I want the Bills to win? Do I want the Bills to win their first Super Bowl, or do I want Brady to get another one? But like, uh, I mean, uh, that's so tough. Because my goal is to have the Bucks make the Super Bowl and lose, because that would be great. That's what I really want to happen. Because we're going down to Tampa. It would be the funnest time if they end up in the Super Bowl. So it's gonna be something to see. Absolutely. Right. So I think that wraps it up for us at the round table. Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on as always. Julian and I appreciate it. Dylan, I know you'll be watching this. You're missed, but Julian and I want to get you guys on one more time before the Super Bowl. We're going to yes, do this again. Sure. And more. especially if the bills are in it, we're going to have no, this show. Have to, you're going to yeah. have the floor. <laughs> you're going to control it. It's all you bro. Yeah, so you can run the floor that but before we end this, Jeremy, I just want to say, you know, good luck with your team. Good luck in the playoffs. We'll see what happens. And in the next couple of weeks, we'll see what goes on. But thank you so much for coming on. And always good to talk to you, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. Go Bills. Thank you so much. We always have fun on the roundtable. And we'll be doing this again soon. Absolutely. So, so Julian, let's end it. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So our website's Grunt Talks MLB. If you want to find our podcast, it's um, GNT Sports Talks presented by Grunt Talks. That's Apple Podcasts, GT Sports. There we go. That's a YouTube channel. And um, Twitter is now Grunt Talks NFL, which Bobby takes over. Instagram is Grunt Talks Team. My personal Twitter is Julian Gowardi1. My personal Instagram is Julian Gowardi11. Thank you, everyone. And Bobby, take it away. Thank you. So my personal Twitter is btoms81, personal Instagram, bobbythompson81. Like Julian said, catch all of our content on grunttalksmlb.com. Uh, Grunt Talks NFL, our new Twitter page as I take over, will be tweeting football news um, on my personal account and that account as well. Once again, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Jeremy, for coming on. Dylan, you were missed. We'll get you again. Yes, you and talk were, Talk to you guys soon. And happy playoff football, gentlemen. Two days. Oh. Let's get after it. Let's see what happens out there. Let's let's get it guys. See you guys soon.